Okay, so if you've got your Bibles, um, turn with me to Numbers 6, and we're going to read from verses 22 to 27. So it's the um, series that we're doing on the blessing, um, and I'm going to pick up at verse 22 in Numbers 6. It'll be on the screen as well. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So Chris kicked off this series for us a few weeks ago, and we learned about this blessing that was imparted. It was spoken over people with words. And we learned that actually this blessing is then activated by our faith. Richard then went on to teach us about our position in Christ, the fact that we have died um, to ourselves, and we have risen with Christ into new life. And actually, with that, we have been blessed. Therefore, we need to bless others to fulfill our purpose, God's purpose in our lives. Sorry. Then Mark taught us last week that God will then bring provision, um, and he will show us our potential. I think this has been a fantastic series, and if you've missed any of those talks, do jump on the podcast or go to our website and watch the video cast as well. It'd be really good to catch up on those if you've missed them. But actually, after we understand, after we understand our position in Christ, then um, it would then be that we start to receive our peace and protection. So this almost comes after, between Mark and Richard's talk, okay? Because before we step into um, the, um, the potential and the purpose that God has for us, we need his peace and his protection. But we need to understand our um, potential and our purpose um, as well. So then we will see how God equips us and he gives us this peace and protection. So the first one we're going to look at today is peace. Now, if I was to go out onto the streets and I was to ask people, what in your life is peace? What does peace mean to you? Indeed, if I asked lots of people in this room, I would get responses like a peaceful life, peace at work, peace with my children, things like that. And that's, that's all very well and good. Actually, the dictionary definition is two things. One, freedom from disturbance and tranquility, that peace that um, I would probably get from a lot of answers. Or secondly, a state or period in which there is no war or war has ended. Now, that's a, they're great definitions of peace. But actually, as we look at the peace that God talks about in this numbers blessing, I think it's slightly different. I think there is a difference in biblical peace that we need to understand so that we can grasp God's goodness for us in this blessing. Now, the word um, peace that we read about in the Bible comes from the Hebrew word, which will be very familiar to some of us, um, the Hebrew word shalom. And actually, in its, in its purest form, it does mean peace. But there is, with it, a very positive connotation to this word. So when somebody goes up to somebody and says, shalom, or peace be with you, what they're saying, um, looking at the Hebrew, they're not saying 
I hope that you have no troubles today. I hope that nothing um, bad happens to you. It means I hope you have the highest good coming your way. See, biblical peace is unrelated to our circumstances. It is unrelated to our happiness. It's a goodness of life that is, touched, is not touched by what happens on the outside to us. We may be in the midst of great trials, but yet we still can have biblical peace. Now, this word peace, I want to break down into two aspects this morning. The first one is inner peace. As we read through the Bible, we can see many stories about people that are in circumstances where they have inner peace. A great one is Paul. When he says in the Bible that he can be content in any circumstance. And he actually demonstrated this when he was in jail at Philippi. He sang to God um, and he was confident that God was being good to him regardless of his situation. When the opportunity arose, he spoke to his jailer and he, can, he led his jailer and his family to salvation, to know the risen Lord Jesus. He had an inner peace within him despite the fact that he was in jail. Another New Testament story um, with Jesus, we read in Mark chapter 4. Again, it's going to come up on the screen, and we're going to read this together. Mark 4, starting at 35, Jesus calms a storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the waves, uh, the wind and the waves. Be quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. See, Jesus had peace in the storm. We could see that because he was asleep in the boat. With this storm happening around him, he had an inner peace that allowed him to sleep in that situation. And I think it's a great picture of inner peace, of how sometimes we may be in these situations where there is this storm moving around us, yet we can know inner peace within us. We can know the peace of God in our lives, that shalom in our lives. And actually, sometimes God does intervene. Sometimes God stands up and he says, be quiet, and he calms that storm for us. But even in our story here, as you look back at it, as Jesus did that, he was still in the boat. So there was physical peace around. There was the inner peace that Jesus had. Jesus was still in the boat. He was still in that situation, but the turmoil of the, the, turmoil of the storm had calmed. Now, you may be in situations where you need God's peace. 
And so often when people come to us and they say, I've got this decision or this is happening in my life, so often what do we say to them? We wait on God and we say, you will have peace and then you will know X, Y, or Z, whatever that answer may be. We still have to make that choice. We still have to um, go through with that decision, yet there is a place there where we get God's inner peace deep within us. And this can apply to so many different situations. Maybe it's a job change that you're looking at. Maybe it's a decision with your children. Maybe it's a financial decision. There are so many situations that we can be in where we're in that boat, we're in that situation. There is this storm around us, yet we're crying out to God for inner peace. And reading the Bible, we see that God gives us that shalom. God gives us that inner peace peace. So peace, we have inner peace. Secondly on peace, peace is imparted. Part of the blessing in Numbers 26, uh, sorry, 626, says the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So the word peace is in the blessing. It is there as we learn to be imparted with words and activated by faith. And actually this peace too is to be imparted. The Anglican church, part of the Anglican church service, they say the peace, and it's a blessing over one another, and it's imparted, and they take that from the book of Luke, um, when Jesus sends out the 72, and he tells them to go to the houses around and preach the gospel, bring salvation to that place. And then we read in Luke chapter 10, verse 5, Jesus says to them, when you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. So the Anglican church then take this example and then they say, let's say the peace to one another. And they simply say, it's going to come up on the screen, peace be with you. Is it? There we go. So what I thought we would do is we would say the peace to one another. So um, what I want you to do is just to the few people around you, um, if you feel, feel free to shake their hand if you want to, but I just want you to simply say these words, peace be with you. We're going to just have a few moments doing that. Okay. Right, we can stop being Anglicans now. Um, don't you think that's just an amazing thing to be able to do? It's such an amazing thing that we can actually take our authority that we have in Jesus, we can take the blessing that we have received, and then we can pass that on to someone. Because we have been blessed, we can bless others with the peace that comes from this numbers blessing. So it was really interesting. I was talking to a friend this week about this talk that I was doing, and I was saying, we were talking about the Anglican um, blessing and the peace and the, the, what you do in that service. And she was telling me, she's a New Frontiers um, person, um, and she said that when she first went to an Anglican church, um, she was obviously visiting, and she went up to people, and she thought she had to say, please be uh, pleased to meet you. And so instead of saying the peace, she was saying, please to meet you, please to meet you. Um, a little bit awkward, but anyway. Um, so... Peace is imparted. Now, 
The last example that I want us to look at of this piece is from Jesus himself just before he died in absolute agony on the cross for us. Knowing exactly what he was facing, he still took the time to comfort his disciples with a blessing and with a peace. So we read in John 14, verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, Jesus imparted this blessing to his disciples and going full circle back to the inner peace there, you can see that Jesus was talking about that inner peace. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Take my peace as I impart it to you. I want that inner peace, that shalom within you. So as we look at the numbers blessing, we see the peace of God. And actually, the really interesting thing about the blessing is, as Mark told us, as we start to step out into our potential and our purpose, the thing that we need is God's protection. Because um, the world that we're in is against us. But what does God's protection look like in the Bible? Now, in the Bible, there are many blessings. Now, we're focusing on, on a particular blessing in this series. But one of Chris's favorite blessings comes from Psalm 17, verse 8. It says, keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me under the shadow of your wings. So there's a blessing that is imparted to people, and there's this sense of being hidden under the shadow of God's wing, protecting us. So as we look now at our second P today, it's protection. So the definition of protection as we look in the dictionary is a person or thing that protects someone or something. And the example in the dictionary is um, the castle was built as protection against the invaders. So I think that biblical protection is similar to um, what the world would say protection is. But the difference being, similar to peace, is that we are still in those circumstances. We are still in that situation, yet we can know the protection of God. So one of the best pictures of protection that we read about in the Bible is the armor of God. And it's really, the really interesting thing about the armor of God is that it is not there to hide us and to cover us, um, it's there to cover us and equip us for the battle that we face. So as we start to walk in our potential and our purpose that God has for us, he equips us to um, fight this battle. So if you've got your Bibles, flick with me to Ephesians 6, and we're going to start at verse 11. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. 
and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So there we have a great picture of God's protection, God equipping us. And I'm just going to unpack a few of these. Um, I think this comes down to our daily walk with God. We have that belt of truth around our ways, believing um, the truth that God has for us, not believing that the lies that the enemy tries to put in us. The breastplate of righteousness, that's our position in um, Christ, our righteousness because of Christ, fitted with the feet, um, feet uh, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, walking in the peace that God has for us, that inner peace within us, and the shield of faith that can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And I think this is almost the ultimate picture of God's protection on our lives. And there are many situations where we need this faith. And the picture here is almost of this massive shield being held up in front of us. When I was, when I was younger, I did some work experience with my cousin, who was a, um, a riot training officer in the Metropolitan Police. And I went over to their training ground one day with him, and um, they were doing all these kind of mock riots and stuff. And um, they had the, there was this guy that was walking past, and they have like flame-proof um, overall things that they wear, um, and they carry these riot shields, you may have seen them. And this guy was coming over, and my cousin stopped him, and he, and he told him to break. So he put his shield down, um, so this about five-foot shield, probably something similar to this, perspex, you could see through it. And he braced himself, and my cousin um, lit this rag in the end of a, a milk bottle that was full of petrol. He threw it at the base of this, um, this shield, and the, the flames went up, um, and then it died down a little bit, they patted him off and off he walked. Um, and there's this, this, this picture of protection, the flames that are being thrown at the shield, um, there is that protection there because of that shield. And as I read Ephesians, I just think that is God's protection. He has this massive shield in front of us, so when the flames of the um, arrow, the flaming arrows of the evil one come to us as we're fulfilling our potential um, in Christ, we can distinguish those flames. God equips us. God protects us. God gives us his peace because he loves us. And when we're living under God's blessing, we can know God's inner peace and we can know his protection on us. There's a song that I want us to, um, to look, um, just to watch um, on a video. And um, it's by Ren Collective, and it's called Lighthouse. And the thing, um, what I want us to do is I want us to use this as a form of worship. And I just want us to sit there, look at the words that come up on the screen, and reflect on this peace and this protection that God has for us. And then I will highlight a few words from that. So, Matt, thank you. Now, I love that song. I love um, just the words that are in it. Just a few things I want to highlight. While I do this, if the band want to just come and join me. Um, it says, you are the peace in my troubled sea. We can see that God's peace is not dependent on our happiness, as I said earlier. We are still in that boat, yet we can know God's inner peace. Some promises that we see in the song. In the silence, you won't let go. One promise. In my questions, your truth will hold. 
Your great love will lead me through. And then he goes on, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you. We have to choose to walk in the blessing that we have. We have to choose to follow him. You will carry me safe to shore, fire before us, you're the brightest. You will lead us through the storms. The protection of God is right there. But remember, we are still in that boat. We are still in those circumstances. And as we come into the presence of God now and as we worship him, I want you just to be thinking about your lives, those situations that you are in where you are in that storm and you need to know that inner peace, that shalom within you of God. And you need God's protection. And afterwards, we're going to pray for you. So let me pray and then we'll worship. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that the truth of your word is that we can know that shalom within us. We can have that inner peace. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come as we worship you now, that you would start to impart that blessing upon us, that peace, and that your shield of protection would surround us. And we know that we're still in the boat, but I pray, Lord, that you would help us to enter into your presence to actively take hold of what, the goodness that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.